When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. Welcome to You Have to Watch This Podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. I'm Devin. I tried. I, 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 I won't even try. I won't even I know try. you won't. <laughs> uh, you'll have to later. Um, and today, uh, well, welcome to You Have to Watch This Podcast. Every week on the show, we have each other. <laughs> somebody picks a movie that, out that one of us has never seen before, and we talk about it for the very first time. Uh, today's pick, Ryan had... Devin and I watched the 1987 film Predator, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and that guy from The Mandalorian. Um, <laughs> I think Ryan thought I was going to say the guy from Fortnite, but... Uh, <laughs> well, um, you know... We've already had our argument over that. We've already had our argument But we'll, uh, not, we'll talk about that later. Before we get into today's show, I have a little bit of a follow-up from last week's show that I wanted to talk to you guys about. So last week, if you didn't if you didn't tune in, you missed a hell of a good show. We talked about the 2010 film *MacGruber*, which mm. is great if you have a certain taste for comedy, <laughs> like Devin and I. If you have Ryan's taste for movies, maybe not for you. But <laughs> the reason we um, talked to, we talked uh, *MacGruber* last week is because of the Peacock show *MacGruber*. And last week, none of us had seen any of the show yet. Uh, I am proud to say I have seen the first episode of MacGruber. And I am here to report back that it's exactly the same tone as the movie. <laughs> um, so I'll love so, it. Ryan will hate it. Well, I they do a little bit more with the character of MacGruber. Like, he's not as... Uh, pathetic of a character this time around. Like, he has to, like, make amends because he goes to jail. Spoilers. He goes to jail for killing uh, Val Kilmer at the end of the movie. Oh. And, th- and if you haven't seen the movie, they do a whole recap a la uh, James Bond theme songs of the movie with Maya Rudolph <laughs> in the wedding dress. Um, oh, that's fun. But he, like, goes to jail for killing him. And I guess in the process of his trial, he blamed both Kristen Wiig and Ryan Phillippe's characters for everything. So, like, they both want nothing to do with him. Oh, wow. And uh, there's some good jokes in there. Um, Lawrence Fishburne did not return for the Matrix uh, Resurrections, but he is in MacGruber. Who is like, he in this? He's like the general role. Like he he's the head military guy oh. who brings MacGruber back into the thing, swing of things. Um, and they recreate a scene from the movie with Lawrence Fishburne. And I got to say, saw a lot more of Lawrence Fishburne than I ever thought I'd see. Um, was, was it the celery? No. Uh, oh. It's a... It's a scene with Kristen Wiig. And I, that's all I'm Oh, saying. no. All right. Well, I'm yeah. excited to watch this. <sighs> yeah, uh, well, Devin, I, I definitely recommend it for you, Ryan. I think I think if you gave the first episode a shot, you'd be intrigued with what they. You, I think you might be more interested in the character in this than you would in uh, the film. This coming from the person who said that if I wanted to, you know, if I was interested in an A team re, uh, in a A team uh, 
parody that there would be an aspect of uh, the movie MacGruber I would like. There was. No, there wasn't. There was. There was. There was. For, for like a second until they all blew up. That was yeah. not an A-team thing. Was... <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, um, I recommend that for Devin. Ryan, maybe not so much. Um, <laughs> but we do have some... Uh, we don't usually do this, but a trailer dropped today that we all watched. So I figured we'd talk a little bit today about the Marvel's Moon Knight trailer that dropped starring um, Oscar Isaac and, and Ethan Hawke. Um, so what are your what are you guys what is your familiarity with Moon Knight as a character? You don't know, uh, Ryan? I've. First time I'm hearing about him. First time okay. I'm hearing him. Devin, how about you? I have a very specific stupid story with Moon Knight. So my dad used to go to the comic book store all the time. And one of the times we went in, the guy behind the counter was like on his high horse or something. And he had a Moon Knight action figure. And everyone that would walk into the store, he'd be like, who is this? Name him. Name who this person is. And if you didn't guess that it was Moon Knight, he'd go, see, everyone's just here for the Spider-Man and the X-Men. Nobody cares about real comic heroes. And, like, I don't know why he was being such a tool about it. But because of that, I researched Moon Knight because I wanted to be a true comic book fan. So I know the basics of Moon Knight's story. I don't know a whole lot about it, but I know the basics. Because, dang it, that one nerd got under my skin once. Yeah, Yeah. that one nerd would have ruined comic books for me completely if I was a kid. (laughs) Well, you're just gatekeeping comics. Like, don't do that. Yeah, especially at a store, like a place of business. Do you really want to be doing that to customers? Of course you don't. See, that's why I don't buy my comic books in Springfield. Um, <laughs> so Worst what I joke ever? Yeah, what I know about Moon Knight is he's pretty much uh, like multiple per, multiple personalities and kind of the equivalent of Batman in the Marvel universe. Like mm-hmm. same kind of like style and but he wears a white suit. Um, I'm excited for this show. Uh, I don't know much about the character. I'll probably do some reading before mm-hmm. the show comes out just to be a little bit more familiar with him. Uh, I The trailer shows a lot of Oscar Isaac in Egypt, which just takes me back to X-Men Apocalypse. Um, which, <laughs> Haven't seen it. Well, I know we're watching the week Moon Knight comes out. So <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm excited for the show. I think it's going to be an interesting addition to the Disney plus shows because this is the one that's kind of the most out there because this is the first one that's introducing a new character to begin with. Yeah. Except for like, if you, if you don't count like Monica Rambo. Well, like... I mean the first one that's like just basing the whole thing off yeah. of a new character with uh Wanda, like with Monica Rambo, you had the connection mm-hmm. of Wanda and vision in that. Can you believe Wanda vision's a year old? Already? That doesn't make any sense. So hold on. So is I mean I don't know that I don't know about Moon Knight's connections to anything else. Is he going to be an Avenger? Like is he just going to like show up on the team and he'll be like subscribe to Disney Plus if you don't know who I am and like that'll be his contribution to Infinity War or as Infinity War. As far as I know, War. he's more of a street level character and one mm-hmm. of the darker characters for Marvel. So I can see sure. him showing up more in like the Blade stuff. Got like it. Whatever their plans are for Blade and um uh, John Snow from Eternals. That's all I was gonna say. Yeah. Uh, whatever the plan is for that, I think that he's gonna have a connection there. I don't know if he's gonna be a full fledged Avenger. 
Um, I did see an image from the comic books of a lot of street-level characters in New York. So, like, your Spider-Man, Daredevil, mm. Luke Cage, Iron Fist, like, all of the, the Marvel uh, Netflix heroes and Moon Knight. Like, he's part of that group, I guess. Um, but I'm not too familiar with the character, but I'm going to probably do a deep dive here before March. Ryan, are you excited about this? I know, you like, Marvel's kind of jumped the shark for you. This one looks like the most, like, superhero-y, like, you're going to catch this guy standing out over, like, New York, arms at his side, cape blowing in the wind, looking at the city that he's now vowed to protect. Like, this is the most superhero-y movie I think they've put out in a while. I just or hope none of the bad guys he fights out. realize his costume is basically nothing more than a mummy outfit so they don't, like, unravel him in a fight. <laughs> Because by the trailer, that's how it goes on him. Like, it's some weird magic mummy roll thing that happens to him when when his suit gets put on. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not mad about it. He's the hero hero we needed at the beginning of the the pandemic when all the toilet paper was sold out. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, I am interested in it. I am probably yeah. going to watch like the first episode or two just to see if I can get into it or not. It just I, I got um, split vibes from it at first. Oh, sure. Um, so that's what's actually more in- intriguing to me than the whole superhero aspect of it. I want to know more about like, you know, why is he going in and out of like personalities or, you know, his memory, you know, like mm-hmm. when he comes to and he drops the gun driving the van. Like, I want to know how that happened. Like, yeah that yeah. like i i want that story so i'll probably end up watching it is he our link to nick cage's ghost rider back into the mcu never say he feels never. like it exactly never never. i want it i, I want wanna, it guys i want nick cage i want a live action nick cage spider-man noir to show up in multiverse of madness <laughs> ew that's all i have i mean weirder things have happened it's true. It's very true. If they put a CGI spider ham in there, like, why? Why not? Like, why stop open, there? When you open up the multiverse, there is an endless amount of possibilities. Uh, hell, even bring back the How- Howard the Duck from the '80s movie. Ugh. I'll have you know. Hold on. I watched the last ten minutes of that movie the other day. My TV will not stop recommending me movies like Howard the Duck. That's because you watched the last 10 minutes. If you would have watched 10 minutes in the middle or at the beginning and stopped, it wouldn't it wouldn't be doing that. <laughs> but the last 10 minutes were fun. The whole movie is fun. A... It's just not good. <laughs> the whole movie. If it makes you feel better, the last 10 minutes are the only bits I've seen now. <laughs> well, you, you know what they say, Devin. Once you go quack, what? you never go back. <laughs> I hate it. Oh, I hate it. Leah Thompson was in Back to the Future. Why did she do that after? Uh, Money. Because... <laughs> It was produced by George Lucas, so it was kind of oh. like, oh yeah, this will be a hit. No, no, no. <laughs> that that, that was e, that was Ewoks movie era George Lucas. So <laughs> also gross. Yeah. All right. Uh, so D- Ryan, uh, yeah, I hear you watched a few episodes of Book of Boba Fett. I am caught up on Book of Boba Fett. Actually. Okay. Um. It's a. It, I'm I'm liking it a lot more than what I thought I was. Uh, they do a few things that explain some characters and some you know uh, aliens cultures that I really enjoy now more than I did before. Um, uh, there's a lot of controversy online over a few things. I think all of that can just go up the chimney personally because it's fun. 
because what they do is fun and I caught the humor in it of how it's supposed to be. And to me, it fits. The Without spoiling, only, to me, the issues fit. The only thing I will say about the controversy around Book of Boba Fett that I kind of agree with, and this is minor spoilers for, for Book of Boba Fett, in episode three, that is the slowest chase scene I have ever seen in my life. I, when I saw it, I had the thought in my head like halfway through it. I'm like, wow, a, a 30 mile an hour car chase. How interesting. Like, that's seriously what I thought in my head. And for context, I had to watch, I was out of town uh, dealing with family things. Uh, so I had to watch that episode on my phone. And I'm looking at my phone like, is it just because the screen's small that I'm not liking this <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and I think, I like, it is what it is. Like, it kind of makes sense for where they are. Like, I don't know how high speed you can go through. So, Devin, you remember in Battlefront 2, the uh, Moss yes. Eisley map where you could yeah. play with all the heroes? It's pretty much just yeah. a chase scene through Moss Eisley, but it's Moss Espa. Oh, so they have to, so, like, do a lot of turns yeah. and stuff, yeah. and they can't go fast. Okay. Uh, so they can't really get that fast to begin with. But, I was hoping it was a Bantha chase, and they were both riding Banthas, and <laughs> that was how the chase okay, went down. So, the one thing I will say about it, in its defense, and the okay. one thing I realized is that every chase, every single vehicle chase trope that you that like you'll see in a movie of like car chases or motorcycle chases or even you know speeder bike chases, they do in this chase, like. Everything that happens in a car chase that's ever happened in a car chase happens in this chase, in this market. Did they knock over a Jawa's fruit stand? Oh, in a market. They knocked over a Jawa's fruit stand then. Mm-hmm. They did. And stuff yep. fell from roofs and everything else. But but here's the thing. <laughs> because it's at a slow pace, it's funny. So it's supposed to be funny I think then. it's like, supposed it's to be funny. Laughs. I think okay. it's supposed to be funny. Because was it, wasn't it done by Seth Green, that episode? Oh, I remember it? reading no. that it was Seth. Uh, Seth's, uh, w- 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 the third episode was done by one of the Greens, I think. If I remember correctly, reading the reading I the be- credits at the end. I of mean, it. I believe it was directed by Robert Rodriguez. Uh, let me look. It might have been written by a Green. I don't know. Hmm. Because no. I remember reading the name, and I was thinking, well, that might explain the humor. <laughs> I I don't think so. Um, I don't see anyone I, credited writing wise, but all I really know about it recently is that Danny Trejo showed up because he's on all the promo stuff now. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I'm um, like, well, that fits. Not even not even just Danny Trejo. Stephen Root shows up. Who's Stephen Root? Uh, you would know him if you saw him. You ever see Office Space? Yeah, Staple Stapler guy. Oh, him? What? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He shows up in this episode. I will say one thing, uh, and this goes out to the internet as a whole. Uh, if you think using the words Power Rangers and comparing characters to Power Rangers will turn me off of watching a show, you are wrong. Because <laughs> 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 the words behind me, Power yeah. Rangers is not an insult. Uh, and that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, that um, and yeah, hmm. that... Uh, that and um, people want to talk about, you know, like what inspired Star Wars to begin with, like style wise and how it was yeah. like a mixture of like um, Asian film and American like Westerns. Mm-hmm. The whole Power Ranger thing. Yeah, that's based off a sub car culture group from yeah. Japan. Yeah. So what they're making fun of 
fits for the theme of what Star Wars is supposed to be going off of. Plus, if Boba Fett gets a Megazord by the end of this, I'm I'm, I'm all set. Oh, he might. You. What if he does? He is might. It, <laughs> is this show... All right, so all I know about it is Danny Trejo's in it, something something Power Rangers, and <laughs> there's a dance sequence. Yeah. Uh, is it? Is this a funny show? It has its moments. You it, actually it does okay. have its moments. You actually quoted one of the funniest moments of the show without even realizing it. Yeah, yeah, you okay. did. You did. Yeah. <laughs> well, is it... Okay, so is it like... Is it going? Is it lighter in tone than uh, Mandalorian? In, it in places, yes. Like scene places, to scene. Okay. Yeah, it's like scene okay. to scene. Because I mean, here's the thing: is I I'm a bit like Ryan when it comes to Star Wars stuff, and like I'm pumped for Obi Wan. Give me more Ewan McGregor, please. I'll take mm-hmm. it. But like I I don't know that I care about what Boba Fett's been up to. I heard that Disney leaked another Star Wars franchise show, and I think it might be following. Oh, what's your name? Cara Dune. Is that it? The the other Mandalorian, the oh, one that no, um, is played by Katie Sackhoff now. No, um, <laughs> Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan. I think they're doing a Bo-Katan show. Couldn't care less. I'm sorry. I really want to watch Rebels. Like, I want to be the kind of person that watches Rebels. I'm getting... I, I, I know this, the going is slow in the beginning, but, like, I can't do it. I haven't brought myself to finish The Bad Batch yet. Like, I, I might just be burnt out on it, but, like, is it is it worth pushing through the burnout to watch? Or is I, it not going to add much more to, no, to what I already know? I would see what I like about this mm-hmm. is that they're taking the Boba Fett character, and mm-hmm. I am someone that never got the hysteria around him because outside of the books, outside of the books, just in the films, he does literally nothing except for fall into a Sarlacc pit. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So. That's been my view of him ever since I was a kid. Was Slave One a cool ship? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's all I cared about him was because of the vehicle that he drove. This, to me, is building a pretty cool character, and I really like him. As someone who didn't care for this character prior, mm-hmm. I'm happy with where they're going with him, and I like yeah. it. it. It's like redeemed it for you. Yeah. Got it. I might watch it. Yeah, Even I, Pikachu I, back might. here liked it. <laughs> Detective Pikachu. He's wearing a hat. <laughs> Detective um, Pikachu. There's a difference. <laughs> yeah, I would. I, I'm with Ryan on that. Like, I was never a huge Boba Fett fan. This is exploring a character in a time period where we don't know what he was up to. And I think mm-hmm. it gives some insight to where he ended up in the Mandalorian uh, because mm-hmm. of the flashbacks and such. Um, and I'm excited to see where the show goes. Like, I'm probably going to wake up first thing in the morning and watch the latest episode. Mm-hmm. So. And at the very least, it's giving that actor work because I really appreciate him for what he contributed to the Star Wars franchise. I really sure. do because yeah. he it, did so much for Star Wars. He did. Uh, and like there are moments where he's just doing voiceover where I just get flashbacks to playing the Battlefront 2 campaign because that, yeah. that's his voice. <laughs> that's right. I forgot about that. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, so And he's fantastic in the show. I don't know if you've seen any mm-hmm. of the press that he's done. No, uh, but he talked about like wearing the helmet. He's like, "This right here, this is the money maker." Like talking about his face, <laughs> uh, and he he's a very talented musician. If you haven't listened to his uh, album uh, yes. "Tem," uh, it, I definitely go check that out. Um, but yeah, so Devin, you should definitely watch Book of Boba Fett. We might end up doing an episode on the whole show at some point. So okay, uh, then I'll definitely stay watch tuned it for that. that. Yeah. Um, 
So I watched a thing over the weekend, um, and I sent you guys part of it, but I even wore, got to break out my shirt. <laughs> uh, Ryan doesn't care. DC Fandom, uh, Peacemaker premiered on HBO Max over the weekend. Um, and I say that, it premiered on, Friday, on Thursday. Uh, they dropped the first three episodes, and I've watched all three, and I've got to say... I'm really enjoying this show. It's doing everything I wanted it to do with this character, with uh, expanding on his backstory, trying to redeem him in a in a enjoyable way, but he's still mm-hmm. kind of a dick. Um, John Cena is absolutely nailing the role. I think the supporting cast is phenomenal, um, but the opening credits are the highlight of this show. Is it the highlight? I I have listened to that song about five times today, and I can't get the image of John Cena and the cast dancing the way they dance, and the eagle landing the way it lands out of my head. <laughs> so good. I um, I'm gonna be honest. I've listened to the theme song five times since the start of this podcast. I'm listening to it now. Oh really? I love it. I love the intro to this. I haven't seen it, but if if anything's gonna make me want to watch this, it's going to be that that intro yeah i'm happy for both of you (laughs) (laughs) that's all i wanted it's just ryan's where devin and i read my shirt and we're excited ryan reads it and he's like disappointed like (laughs) it's peacemaker i mean um i just have issues that's all I'll say this. This is the first DCEU show that we've gotten that is part of this expanded universe that DC is trying to maintain, but also, like, rumors are that they're rebooting the whole thing and canceling out oh, a lot really? of stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, oh. I'll get into that in a second. This sets the bar very high for the DC shows going forward that are connected to these movies. Mm. Um because HBO Max is also working on a Penguin show revolving around Colin Farrell's Penguin oh, uh, wow. from, from the Batman and Gotham PD from the Batman. And I think some other ones. And I can't remember them all because I can't keep track of what's a movie and what's a show. Um, I know the Batgirl movie is in production right now. They just released a picture of her show, of her uh, costume. Oh, wow. Um, but this sets the bar very high for the DC shows for me, at mm-hmm. least in the DCEU. Out of the DC shows that are on the air right now, this is blowing them all out of the water. Um, really? Because I, I know you're a big fan of, like, you know. I, I am, but I can ones. only see The Flash, like, mess up the timeline so many times before it gets repetitive. Uh, and that happened before Crisis. Like, I'm starting to, like, it's, it's becoming a pain to have to watch these shows. But this is, like, a... a fresh jolt of energy um because well, I, I love i love like doom patrol but even that mm-hmm. is starting to feel like this past season felt kind of slow um well so ryan and i both saw suicide squad or mm-hmm. the suicide this is the suicide squad yes. right so we both saw the suicide squad give us elevator pitch of what peacemaker is because we we know the character we understand who he is and what he's done pitch me this show quick because I don't know what this is even about. I know they do a dance number in the beginning, and it's wonderful. In order to stay out of jail, uh, he's recruited by Waller again to assassinate a, a senator who has been compromised. Okay, done. I like that. 
Okay. Yeah. Ryan, why don't you like this? I... I, I'm not offended. Look, I'm I, not offended. I don't. I don't care. I, I have no personal stake I in the show. I did not find Peacemaker as a character at all interesting in the movie. What, okay. What's interesting to me is there. He he's actually addressing the what he did in the movie. Like he's dealing with the fact that he killed Rick Flag, somebody who he respected, and what it means to be Peacemaker, who will kill like kill anyone for peace, uh, and like reflecting on what it mean what his. Uh, Mission statement is as a hero, because he mm-hmm. pictures himself as a hero. But everyone else is like, "Oh no, you're you're that racist superhero only." only... And he's like, "No, I'm not racist." And it's like him <laughs> trying to to find himself as a superhero and working with a, a different team. And um, okay. well, yeah, I will give it a chance. It, it is I. When it comes to humor, either I can understand what they're trying to do, but I just don't find it funny or mm-hmm. I laugh off the couch. Like it, it, it's either one <laughs> or the other, you know, w- with me. And w- when it came to Peacemaker in the Suicide Squad movie, it was one of those things where it was like, it was like MacGruber. Okay. I get it. I get sure. why some people find this funny. I get why they are doing this joke because there were other characters that I really liked. And th- mm-hmm. And then I found funny and then it came to him and I was kind of like disappointed because I've seen John Cena be really funny and I like mm-hmm. his sense of humor and none of that came across for me in the movie. Maybe in the show it might. Mm-hmm. He definitely is able to step into the spotlight more in the in the show than he did in the movie. Because sure. um, it's his show. Like he's the main guy. Yeah. Um, and and. My my biggest concern is that, like, here, here's a perfect example. When they get to the island in the movie and mm-hmm. they find that camp of rebels and him mm-hmm. and the other guy are, like, killing everyone in it and they have their little back and forth, you know, yeah. their little squabble or conversation, like, that was supposed to be really funny. And I liked mm-hmm. what the other guy was saying, but I didn't find anything the peacemaker said during that whole thing funny like i i got the timing i knew what they were trying to do i i understood the jokes i just didn't find the character they developed that john cena was acting and didn't really find the way he was coming off to the 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 timing just didn't work with me and when you said that there was going to be a show i'm like great it's going to be 15 episodes of that so i think the best argument i can say for this show was this was not planned when they made the suicide squad this came out oh, of james no. gunn's boredom during lockdown where he just sat down and wrote all these episodes in court like w- during that first lockdown and hbo was like okay yeah let's do this so it came, <laughs> this was this is some of the best entertainment to come out of the covid lockdowns outside of staged on bbc okay um, I don't know what staged is. It's the David Tennant, Michael Sheen show. I need to watch that. Yep. Which uh, they are doing a third season of, which is Ooh. the announcement for that is phenomenal. And I'll have to send it to you. Okay. Um, but yeah, if you haven't seen staged, I highly recommend that. Um, and on that note, I think it is time to get into today's main topic. Uh, Ryan's pick for the film this week was the 1987 film starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, Predator. Ryan, take it away. <laughs> okay. 
Please do it in that I, accent, please. I, I can't. Um, so <laughs> Predator was uh, came out in 1987. It was directed by uh, John McTurman, the guy that did Die Hard, McTiernan. right? McTiernan, McTiernan. Yeah, oh. the guy that did Die Hard, right? If I remember correctly? Yeah. Okay, good. Now um, I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> this is going to be great. Um, <laughs> the rest of the show. So uh, this this movie basically made a franchise. Um, its premise is that there is an alien race out there that comes down to Earth during the hottest times of the year and basically hunts um, our most dangerous members of our society um, and collects their skulls and spines. And so in doing so, it's very graphic. It's very violent. It was made in the 80s, so obviously it was going to be. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger is the uh, lead lead, uh, is the lead actor in it, along with a bunch of his buddies that he likes to pull into movies with him. Uh, Carl Weathers is one of them. Uh, that made me happy. Um, oh, there's a pro wrestler. Where is he? Jesse Ventura. Jesse Ventura is one mm-hmm. of them. Um, and you'll find both of them in a lot of movies that Arnold Schwarzenegger was in in the 80s simply because he had that much pull is with the mm-hmm. studios. Um, this was one of the first really violent movies I ever watched as a kid that my dad let me watch. And I instantly fell in love with it. Um, and there was also that conversation afterwards of like him telling uh, a seven-year-old, no, you can't use those words. You can't use those words. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is not my favorite Predator movie. Um, this is the one that I will definitely say is the best quality, I feel, when it comes to, to, to the franchise. This was the best Predator movie made, um, even though it's not my favorite. Uh, but I wanted, since that's my history with it, that's how I see it. Um, you guys, neither of you had seen it, and I kept on forgetting that Alan hadn't seen it. So I'm going to well, start with Alan. <laughs> so I, I have seen this on like oh. TNT. So okay. I haven't oh, yeah. seen it. You haven't seen it. I had only seen this, like the third act. And okay. even oh. then, I don't. Re- I forgot how the movie ended. I thought it ended a different <laughs> way than it did. Uh, I remembered elements of it, but not like completely. Yeah. Like some somehow, I think I got the ending of this and Jurassic Park twisted together. Because um, <laughs> in my mind, I pictured both of them in the helicopter leaving. Um, Good. But yeah, I had seen pieces of this. I know the memes um, from. One ugly mother to um, yeah. the arms. Dylan, Dylan, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Uh, yeah, to the arms. Which, when I asked you for the meme, I thought that's what you were going to do. I was not expecting what you sent me. Uh, yeah. If you want to see that, go check out our Facebook and Instagram page. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I enjoyed this. The only... Uh, the only other predator film i have seen is alien versus predator and that was back when it came out on dvd so it's been a few years yeah um so yeah that's what i that's my uh my history with the character that and fortnite like he showed up in fortnite as a free character so you know, talk, you we, and we I talk. had an argument about this off air, and I don't really want to pick it up again. Well, no, 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 no. Like, like uh, I will say this. Like, they took a lot of elements from this film and put them into the game 
for Good. when he was in it. Like the car yeah. running as a generator was in the game. They had like a little camp there. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And the character was like in game and would kill you. And it was a pain in the neck. In the in the it was a pain <clears throat> in the ass. Like I'm gonna say yeah. in the neck. No, it was a pain in the ass. It was annoying <laughs> as hell. Um, but it was like he, so satisfying to finally get him. Yeah. Because um, that was so they the made him sp- tough. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, and like that's like the the coolest skin Devin has. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, excuse you. I Rick now. Uh, okay. <laughs> I stand by what I said. Uh, <laughs> good. You should. <laughs> Can you? Should. Um, but yeah. Okay. Uh, I I enjoyed the film. Um, okay. Yeah, Devin. Yeah, so I watched uh, Alien vs. Predator in theaters. That was my very first introduction. I missed the TV series he did with Chris Henson. I didn't see any of that. Um, but I did know basically these TV shows. I'm glad I'm gone. But anyway, you know I'm glad... I, do you know who I am? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but essentially, I, I knew like this character. This is one of those movies that I figured I've seen because I've seen the memes. I know the memes. I know that it's Arnold Schwarzenegger in the jungle. I knew that he, like, muds himself up and goes to, like, kill Predator that way. And then I was like, you know what? I've seen this movie. Like, I'll, like, quote, get to the chopper to anybody that's seen the movie. And they'll go, oh, he's seen the movie. And then I don't need to do the legwork to watch the movie. So that's that's my history with this movie. Okay. Uh, like every movie that I've done that to, I was wrong. This movie did genuinely surprise me in a few ways. There was... You know, it was kind of beat for beat what I expected. Yeah. There were a few ways that it did surprise me, though. I think the setup was a lot cooler than I thought it was going to be. There was a little bit more political intrigue involved mm-hmm. than I thought it was just like, Arnold Schwarzenegger, get you and your buff friends and go check out this weird thing in the woods. <laughs> and, like, that's all I thought. The setup, and it was much more interesting than that. So I thought okay. that was cool. Good. Uh, so I have, yeah, I have a very yeah. specific, stupid criticism of this movie we'll get to later. Okay. So it wouldn't I'm be happy. an episode of the show if you didn't have a very specific, stupid critic oh, yeah. of the thing that we watched. Definitely. That's what my personality's uh, built on. Real quick, uh, I forgot to mention, the the one thing I do know about this film is that Shane Black was casted. Yes. Was cast to help with the script on location. And that's yes. why oh. he's an actor in this film. And that's why he was the first one of the army group to die because yeah. he refused to help with the script because he wanted to act, not write. And that's why they killed him off right away. That's why they killed oh, that's him. really funny. I didn't know yeah. that. So he so, didn't help with the script? No, he didn't. He, he oh. refused. He, um, he looked at it. Um, he did like the first day, like sit in a meeting. But he was wasn't really involved in anything. I was so, going to say there were yeah. some elements of this that I could see his sense of humor come through, especially with like the Jesse Ventura. Like, I don't have time to bleed. Like that that felt like a yeah. Shane Black line. Um, yeah, but like that um, that moment for sure. Um, honestly, though, that's in a lot of stuff that Arnold Schwarzenegger was doing in the eighties. You'll get a lot of one liners like that, like when mm-hmm. he stabs the one guy and he goes stick around for a while. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I'm happy you guys both like it. I can put this away. What was this for? <laughs> I was gonna throw it through the camera so it hit you in case you didn't like it. <laughs> I, I hated it. Here's my. I hated the movie. <laughs> for, for anyone listening at home, Ryan has a hammer. 
Yeah, <laughs> I threw it off to the side. Don't, don't forget, we have we, we are also an audio podcast, not just video. So visual oh, gags don't really work. <laughs> yeah. my, my real question is, like, what's yeah. not to like about the movie? I mean, the movie is, like, the movie delivers on its premise. The movie does a good job of cementing Arnold Schwarzenegger as an action and not comedy star like I know him as. Yeah. Like, I get it in this movie. He's super believable. The relationships between the Marines are believable. I mean, I... Maybe people don't like aliens, and they're like, oh, it's too sci-fi for me and my, well, I don't know, sentimentalities. Anybody that I know who doesn't like these movies don't mm-hmm. like violent movies. So it's not even a genre oh. that they're interested in. Okay. Almost everyone does get violent. Who, yeah, I mean, almost everybody who I know who doesn't like this movie doesn't like it because they don't like violent movies. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I think a, a valid criticism of this movie and, like, at the time, this was probably more the case than it is now. They don't really dive into the predator at all in like his backstory. So True. when you Good. when you when you say that he collects like the the toughest fighters and collects their skulls and spines, like I didn't really get that from this movie. That's from the rest of the movies. That's I'm so glad you said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Okay. That's definitely from the rest of the movie. Predator Two. Mm-hmm. Can, can I tell you what cemented. I know about Predator Two? Sure. Just just from what I know, like it doesn't take place in a jungle. It takes place in L.A. Yeah. and it stars Danny Glover. Yeah, which what? Well, which. OK, so let's get into that. So, yeah, um, the reason why Arnold Schwarzenegger is not in the second one is because the studio and Arnold Schwarzenegger were two hundred and fifty thousand dollars off from each other. <laughs> wow. So instead, they got Danny Glover to play a cop in Los Angeles, which sounds really familiar, um, in a world that can almost be um, that that could almost he is a cop in Los Angeles that can yeah. almost be set in the same country as Detroit from RoboCop. It's got that same crazy criminal element feel to it where, like, the cops are just, like, going out of their minds because okay. of how, oh, wow. because, 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 because how violent things are. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a really hot summer in Los Angeles. And all of a sudden, all of the biggest crime lords in L.A. just start being found skinned alive hanging from their penthouse uh, um uh, apartments. Well, not skinned alive, but found skinned hanging upside down like they do in the jungle wow. in, in Predator. And so Danny Glover um, and uh, Busey <laughs> have Wait, to... Gary Busey? Gary Busey's in it. What? So Danny Glover and Gary Busey are kind of like at odds at each other. And at the end of the movie, they work together to finally like catch up to the Predator. And at the end of that movie... They show the ship. I, they show I don't want to know. That, I don't want to yeah. know. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. You're gonna make us watch it. I know. I, I don't want to know. Yeah. yeah. So hold on. We get more, but we get more backstory on the predator. And oh, you get a ton more. But well, okay, good. Y- y- you get a ton more backstory compared to the first movie. Okay. Okay. Good. Yeah. So I'll I'll, I'll stop there. So but, so they dive yeah. into the lore a bit in two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So given that Arnold Schwarzenegger has gone back and revisited every other character he's played. Mainly the Terminator, yeah, uh, and he's coming back for the twin sequel. Like, yeah. why hasn't Schwarzenegger shown up in any of the other sequels up to this point? 
Well, is there a reason for that, or there's a? It's a combination of money and who he wants to work with, because oh. he, he he was asked in. Uh, I was reading an article. Um, because for prepping for this uh, from the website Looper, I read an article about this, and mm-hmm. he said in multiple different interviews they pieced together his answers, and pretty much it's it's either not enough money or he doesn't really know the people that are actually directing and producing the movie. And so, he has to like, trust who he works with. Yeah, and so there was never really a good fit for him to come back that he felt that was right for him. Um and unfortunately, he also has a view that, you know, sequels don't really pan out, you know, sequels to original blockbusters don't sometimes um, don't always pan out because a studio will get like, oh, my God, this movie made so much money. We can make more money if we just make the movie cheaper and people will come because the first one was so good. We'll make even, you know, we'll make about the same amount and it never happened. And it usually never happens. And it's that's what happened with this one. From the- such a weird take from the star of Terminator 2. I think he's just trying to beat around the bush and saying that they wouldn't give him the money that he wants. Because, whoa, whoa, by whoa, this, whoa, because, whoa. because I mean, in 1987 uh-huh. is when this one came out. The second one didn't come out until 1990. I mean, he was doing twins by that point. Yeah. I mean, Terminator 2 is one of the best sequels of all time. It makes, like, you would think that would make him want to do more sequels. This is the guy who also starred in Terminator Genesis, which is one of the worst sequels of all time. Like <laughs> and the they fact brought that, he that did up that, in the article. <laughs> and he, he yeah. doesn't, like, you got, we had Shane Black direct a, a Predator movie a few years ago. The fact that he yeah. doesn't come back for that, like. Which, honestly. I, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, but, but and and you guys will. And the, the, Good. and the, 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 the only thing I'll say about that one is that, to be honest, for what Shane Black was doing for The Predator, mm-hmm. I'm glad he wasn't in it. Oh, interesting. Which, when you guys see it, you'll understand why. So, okay. so what is the best Predator movie, then? Like, if like if you were to say, like, okay, this is why people like, you know, Predator, it's because this one. So, so just, for, Hon- honestly, just, for, just so we're clear. One. It, yeah. It's, yeah. it's Predator, Predator Two, the uh, Predators, and the Predator. There's only four actual Predator movies, correct? Technically, the Alien versus Predator yeah, movies and then are those. part of it. Okay, yeah. and then those are okay. part of it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, but just in the the Predator standalone franchise, not yes. the team up movie with Alien. That's those yeah. four. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. To be honest, I would definitely be like, be like, let's change the universe. Devin, you came to me and said, you know, what Predator movie should I watch to understand the hype around this? I'd yeah. say, to be honest, knowing you and your personality, watch Predator uh-huh. and then watch Predators. If you like both mm-hmm. of those movies, watch Predator 2 with an understanding you might hate it. And then watch The Predator because you don't get all of the jokes and all of the payoff in The Predator if you don't mm-hmm. watch the first three. Okay. I hate, I'm going to say this now, I hate that they did Predators as number three and it wasn't like Aliens as number two. <laughs> like, I don't know why that bugs me so much, but it really bugs me. Well, well you've got to understand the quality of Predator 2, which you guys will be seeing here soon anyway. <laughs> well, I mean... Good. So the alien predator thing, we'll get into 
Because I, I assume you're building up to that, Ryan, correct? What? the uh, Alien vs. Predator? Well, have like, you guys both seen it? it? It's been years. I mean, I'll pretend I haven't seen it so we can do it on the podcast. Because we have to. We have to at this point. <sighs> I've never seen the, I've never seen the sequel. So if we have to do Alien AVPR, like, that's fine. Those will be a double feature then. Okay. Doing okay. both of those movies together. Because you're definitely making me want to watch all like this whole series. Um, yeah. So, just out of curiosity, and I don't if you don't know the answer to this, that's fine. What is cons- like? Are those movies canon to the Predator movies that came out after those, or not? Or was it like a reboot, or like a soft reboot, or a? Are you are you talking about the Alien versus Predator movies? Yes. It, it's all part of the same thing. Okay. It, oh wow. It's all part do, of this. Like, do they talking... do do they acknowledge events from Alien versus Predator and Predators or the Predator? They don't really ever bring that stuff up. Okay. But in, but in but in the Predator, they bring up Predator, the first movie. Okay. Oh, funny. Yeah. Um. The, the, the whole thing with Alien versus Predator is it it's kind of confined into itself. Okay. So it sure. wouldn't so I mean so like it, it wouldn't surprise so, me given what they do in the other movies that they wouldn't talk okay. about it. So can I compare it to this and you tell me how far off this is? Is so are those movies like uh the Deadpool films to the X-Men franchise? <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Okay. You can throw that in there. You can, it, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, if you want it to be part of the franchise for yourself, it can. If you okay. don't, you, you don't have to worry about it. Okay. Uh, real quick, I just want to mention something that came up in the chat. A friend of the show, David, said uh, one of the classic movies I have seen is Harry and the Hendersons. The late Kevin Park, Peter Hill, who played the Predator in 1 and 2, played Harry. I did not yes. know that. That yeah. is wow. phenomenal. What? And that's yeah. the best um, piece of trivia I have seen all week. Yeah, that is he, really cool. He, that guy did a lot of work in a lot of movies. Um, yeah. But one of the there's there's a lot to talk about about the series and the whole universe connecting the Alien movies and is mm-hmm. uh, and the, the, the Predator movies. And if you really want to stretch it out even further, the the Blade Runner series because technically mm-hmm. that's part of the Alien universe and the Predator universe is part of that. So this is all together in one giant egg wow. <laughs> um uh in the uh in the 1987 predator movie one of the aspects of this film that i really really like is just the balance of 1980s corny uh humor like with arnold schwarzenegger giving his one-liners um mm. you've got uh you've got ventura wearing an mtv listen to mtv shirt just randomly yeah. in the jungle um but then you've got actual good you know 1980s action in this like when they bust up that little camp that they find mm-hmm. in uh is is in the middle of the jungle because that's like a 10 15 minute long fight scene of just people mm-hmm. f- flying off of you know like search towers and being blown up it's great <laughs> Getting blown up. Uh, what, well i mean what? that was that was mm-hmm. what brought like drew me into the movie. I was like, I didn't know this happened. I love this. Yeah. 
Yeah, especially after the 10 minutes of dialogue-free introduction to Alan Silvestri's score, which I loved because it's yeah. Alan Silvestri. But I was like, this is an action movie. Like, at least somebody says something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it gets... And then, and then after that, it gets real intense really quick. Um, I have to say, for me, when I was a kid, the most striking scene, because I saw this, my dad rented it, from either Blockbuster or 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 one of the other regional chain rental companies, and we wa- and I I watched this full rated R, and the Whoa. most shocking scene to me is and will always be when they find the original uh, group that went in, mm. and uh, and they find them hanging. That always disturbs me. That scene because one of the things I like about this movie is that the gore that they have looks good. Yeah, and they and they don't pull any punches from it, and it's even gorier in the second one, which is amazing. <laughs> I mean, the scene where Carl Weathers, Weathers loses an arm, I was like, "Whoa!" Like that looks like a really good fake arm, and it, it looks practical, like because mm-hmm. you can kind of yeah. tell when the movie's switching between practical and, and not practical. And to be honest, and not practical looks like it didn't age very well. Uh, yeah, but the practical effects are amazing. In but this. but even mm-hmm. for what they were going for in 1987, I don't think I can hold it against the film how bad no. the CGI looks. Um, because it dates it for sure. But for the time, like, and what they're going for, I think it worked out pretty well. It was um, amazing. I mean, I remember seeing this again when I was like seven, like mm-hmm. seven or eight. So we're talking. 1992 1993 is oh, wow. when I saw this and and even then like you know going out the next couple weeks after watching that movie the you know the there might be a strong wind and a tree branch might move and I'm looking up there a little closer than I normally would you know there's not many films I can say this for um but I feel like this would be better watching it on VHS. Like, I feel like those effects look <laughs> in standard def than they do in HD. You're yeah. probably not wrong. Yeah, I mean, I'll give you that one. Uh, yeah. Mainly because of the way that the air, like, the way the active camouflage is supposed to work. Mm-hmm. In the later movies, especially in, like, the newer newer ones, um it's supposed to like bend light and you can kind of see them a little bit, mm-hmm. but it's not supposed to look like the dudes wearing a suit of mirrors either. Right. And, yeah. and that's pretty much what it looks like now. Um, what did you guys think? I mean, granted we're talking about a 1980s body count movie. So when it comes to talking about it as being, you know, on more of a critical spectrum is kind of silly, but still what, mm-hmm. what did you guys think of the, the bond that they were trying to show in the unit that that Arnold Schwarzenegger was a part of. I think it wasn't as good as the one that I saw in Aliens. I definitely liked them as a team better. Okay. You can tell that they had history though, because I liked that that Arnold Schwarzenegger and Carl Weathers would play off of each other quite a lot. I liked them. I liked the one guy's gimmick of like always telling the awful joke at a bad time. That's Shane Black. Shane Black. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that like, would be that would be me in the situation. Uh, <laughs> just based off of our conversation before the show, Devin, like that's yeah, me. right. <laughs> um, no, I, I think the, I didn't really 
feel like the unit meshed well together. Like everyone had their own shtick. Like Jesse Ventura is like, I don't have time to bleed, and Shane Black is making bad jokes, and um, Bill Duke is just kind of like, we're we're not alone. Um, <laughs> but I did enjoy the 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 dynamic between Schwarzenegger and Carl Weathers because. Mm-hmm. They were clashing, but also had a respect for each other. But that respect started to fade away very quickly once mm-hmm. the action picked up, uh, because Schwarzenegger became untrust, like, like not trusting of Carl Weathers. Um, but I I enjoyed uh, that aspect the most. I think. Yeah, I. So my my favorite chemistry is between Ventura and his buddy. Just those, just because to me, those were the only two besides Arnold Schwarzenegger and Carl Weathers. Mm -hmm. Obviously they have history and it's in the, uh, um, and it's definitely the most in focus. I like those other guys simply because of just how much, and this comes from watching the movie a ton, Mm -hmm. how much the one guy takes Ventura's death so hard. Sure, and then when sure. you rewatch this movie and you see their interactions, like how they're, you know, like they're sharing a flask, the, the way that they talk to each other, you mm-hmm. you can see it the second time around uh, better. Their chemistry that those two guys have a little bit more. But 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 my favorite character in this, and it, yeah, Duke, their their uh, their tracker, the one who's oh, like staring yeah. up, and he's always like. I'm always upset that he never got a fight scene that you actually got to see. Right, he because, just dies off camera. Because all he does is scream. And mm-hmm. to me, it's one of those things where it's like, in the later movies, they show the Predators, like, they kind of match up against what they're hunting or what they're, you know, uh, uh, yeah, uh, um, whatever they're hunting, to where when Billy mm-hmm. cuts his chest and he's holding the machete... If it was the Predator or Predator 2 or Predators, the Predator would have took off his shoulder gun and brought out his blades and they would have had like a knife fight. Right. And I really would have loved to see that because I feel like that character deserved an, a um, a true on-screen death and not just a scream in the back of the woods. I bet I can tell you why they didn't do that. Because they're on the log? Huh? No, Budge, oh, budgetary yeah. restraints. I guarantee that like, no, in time, oh, yeah, budget yeah. in time. That's usually. I bet. I, I can almost guarantee they they were in the script and just didn't get filmed or they're deleted scenes somewhere. Yeah, because I mean, because they really focused on him a lot mm-hmm. more than 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 you know really anyone else. And I just find it surprising that the one unit uh, member that has the most lines in this, I think, is Poncho, uh, the radio guy. And oh, yeah. he doesn't really do anything besides, like, bring up the rear of the unit, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so the, no, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Hmm? No, you go. Uh, I was saying, so the, the, now that we're talking about the characters, can talk about the one part of this that I really hated. Okay. Uh, and I don't know if this is anything that anyone ever has against this movie. I just thought it was really <laughs> silly and stupid. Loved the movie. Movie ended. Went, wow, what an ending. How great wow, look at them, like, that was, like, a huge bomb that went off, looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger survived, neat. Then there was, like, 
a 1980s high school movie-esque montage of the characters smiling into the cameras. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> it was late. That was, was it. I didn't want to see Dutch. I don't see Arnold Schwarzenegger as the movie was ending. Yeah, but honestly, Arnold Schwarzenegger didn't smile. That was a scene he was the, the only one turned around didn't... and stone-faced. Like I, like, I saw that on TikTok before we watched the movie, and somebody oh. compared it to a sitcom opening. I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can put the th- Full House theme song over top of that, <laughs> and it works. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I don't but know. That was it. What I think they were going for and failed. They failed mm-hmm. at it. What I think they were going for was the whole unit died, mm-hmm. so this is like their remembrance. That's in memorial. In memorial. That's what I think they were going for. That's what it I could, really think they were going for. It would have been a lot more dramatic and fitting for that if they made it black and white. Except for Schwarzenegger's because he lived. Yeah. Like <laughs> So while while we're talking about everyone dying at the end of this film, does the girl survive? Yeah, girl survives. She, she's so, on she's on the helicopter that swings in to get him. Okay. So she made. She got to the chopper. She okay. she she got to the chopper. Yes. Okay. Uh, oh, you kind of did it. That made me happy. I did it in the accent. I didn't do it in his voice. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's all that matters. It looks. I'll take it. Take what I can get. Yeah. So. Um, okay. Because yeah. honestly, by the end of this, I was kind of like, I've had a week. So by the time I was watching this, I was exhausted. So I was kind of dozing off. Sure. I missed that. Yeah. I also missed uh, get to the chopper. Um, oh, I, that's a shame. I had to go back and rewatch it at that part because I was like, "Yeah, I, I watched." It, I was like, "Wait, I didn't. I missed that line. That is in Predator, right?" Because I just said it was in Predator last week, and I had, right. to, yeah. I had, I had to look it up on YouTube quick. I was like, "Okay, I did miss it because I was like dozing off at that point." Yeah, um, it was well, not the, the movie's fault. Surprise. It's just life. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, and it, it it happens. And one of the more surprising things to this, and I, I've probably had this realization maybe once every five years with this movie. Mm-hmm. It always surprises me how long this movie actually is because when I watch it, I get like, I, I get into it, mm-hmm. and it doesn't yeah. seem like almost a two-hour-long movie to me, but it is. It's like an hour and forty-seven minutes. It was quick. It didn't seem like that long of a movie to me either, though. Because I mean, I was I was super into it too. I mean, I yeah. I understand like that that's a bit long for like predator kills people in the woods. But <laughs> I mean, I I liked it. I thought that they used the the time that they had well. It didn't. Did it feel like it dragged to either of you though? At any point? Just the opening. That was about the just only the time. Yeah, just the long montage of no dialogue, or really any sound effects. Just music. Uh, I found off putting. Uh, and just took forever. The only part that drags for me is the moment of when they come up to the camp to when they start shooting. And sure. I know it's probably only like five minutes, mm-hmm. but one of the funniest things that uh, uh, Kristen pointed out to me, because this is again, one of this is a movie that she likes too. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I said we we're doing this, she wanted to watch it with me. One of the things that she pointed out that I've never realized before, and now I can't get out of my head and I laugh every time. When they come up to the camp, Arnold Schwarzenegger slides down like a 15-foot embankment and mm-hmm. like slides up by, by a log. And he looks out and then he tells everyone else to come down and do the same thing. Mm-hmm. When they all come down, you hear leaves rustling under them. 
you know, because they're sliding on leaves. You can hear yeah. the sound effect of the leaves rustling. When Arnold Schwarzenegger slides down, there is nothing. <laughs> he's <laughs> like a did, land seal. He's he's, smooth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Even though he is the biggest one in that unit, sliding down, he doesn't make a noise, nothing. Well, but everybody else sliding down, you hear the leaves and the sticks break and everything else. That's because really his... his body is made of ice have you seen batman and robin <laughs> no for no, he didn't have that procedure yet he didn't have that procedure yet <laughs> i was impressed at the practical effect of somebody that definitely wasn't arnold schwarzenegger but somebody jumping off of the large waterfall they kept cutting to someone that clearly wasn't him but i was like good for them for doing it well, that, and you can tell when it goes from, like, nor- normal film to, like, 35 millimeter film yeah. for, like, the last three seconds of that fall. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, weirdly grainy when he hits the water. Like, mm-hmm. That was the only take they had. Um, yeah. One thing, one thing I was really impressed by, and I think the film does really well, is the, the, the lack of Predator. Like, it takes forever yeah. for you to yeah. see the Predator. Kind of like the, the shark in Jaws. And I always... I always like that as a tension builder, like not showing mm-hmm. the, the threat, but knowing that it's there and hinting at it in the different ways that you do. And I think the film does that really well. Oh, it does. And that's what builds up the tension for what would normally be a very slow grind to a film. Mm-hmm. It uses that aspect of like not showing who, you know, not showing the villain to drive the army unit nuts because they're trying to figure out, you know, why Sean Black's character died. And Mm -hmm. you've got their prisoner going, the jungle came alive. And they're like, bull crap, it didn't come alive. Like, you know, like that whole thing. And then, and then that leads into my favorite scene of the movie is when you have, uh, uh, um, the one guy find his buddy with, 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 with a, uh, football-sized hole in his chest and he picks up his mini Gatling gun and just starts yelling and screaming and shooting into the jungle and then the whole unit just goes he's he's let's join in and everybody just starts blasting the jungle and I know that they probably rigged maybe a good 40 50 feet of jungle to just like blow up in front of them which is what they did but in reality there wouldn't be a tree for at least a football field's <laughs> length in front of them, right. if not more. To be honest, with with the with 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 that mini Gatling gun, their M16s, the you know you got Carl Weathers and his you know P15s or 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 whatever those things are called, mm-hmm. um, those submachine guns. There'd be nothing left for like a hundred yards in front of them. Oh yeah, but. That that's what I base the meme around, which is just oh, cool. them, you know, like you know, uh, predator hunting guide rule five. If one of us is shooting into the woods, the rest of us start shooting into the <laughs> woods. Um, and that's and and as far as I know, with the people that I've interacted with in person and online, that's one of the biggest like inside jokes of being a fan of this film is just you know the. It, it, is just the unquestioned support of like one of your buddies doing something really silly and stupid, but you're going to join in anyway, because you're, you know, you're, you know, their buddy, you know, it's like you show up to a party and you see your friend just start to, you know, like pour water down, you know, like over their head and you just join in because 
this I guess what that's happens. what you do. You yeah. just do this now. Um, I, think, I think for them it was also a bit cathartic, too. It's like when you're, like, trying to solve a very, very, like, complex problem, and you're, like, like you're trying to, like, figure out why your TV's broken, and you're, like, you know, looking at the wires, and you're, like, okay, this connects to this, and, like, this connects to this. Then, and, like, after a half an hour, you're, like, screw it, and you hit the TV really hard. Yeah. Like, it was, like, their version of hitting the TV really hard. Like, yeah. I'm not going to try to find this invisible thing that everyone keeps calling different things. I'm just going to shoot this way, and hopefully we kill something. Yeah. And the the whole green blood thing too is is something that that is something that that I've always liked even though as far as I'm concerned the green blood really doesn't make sense when you find out what it actually looks like like I feel like the its blood should still be red but really I I have this thing and okay. it's not backed up by science it's not backed up by by um but bu- uh by biology or chemistry at all it's just something mm-hmm. that i have in my head when, when, when it comes to like um humanoid aliens and you know what the color of your insides look like mm-hmm. um for anything that has like a tan or pink skin mm-hmm. um tan pink or anything on our spectrum when yeah. it comes to just humans in general on the mm-hmm. uh, you know on you know earth it makes sense for red blood that makes sense Mm-hmm. Just because, you know, just because, you know, just just because of how we look, right. um, regardless of where you live on the planet, it makes sense to have red blood. And like when you blush, Star you get Trek, like the red undertones. Hmm? Like when you, yeah. when you blush, you get those red undertones. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, and in Star Trek, Vulcans, their undertone mm-hmm. is green. Their blood is green. Oh. Okay. And Dorians are blue. Their blood is usually a very dark blue or purple because their undertone is blue. Mm-hmm. To me, mm-hmm. Predator, it should be red. I looked at it as, and like the the explosion at the end kind of backs this up. I think I looked at their blood as kind of radioactive, like radioactive, like. radioactive was... waste, kind of like like that's why it's green. Hmm. Okay. Which means that lady's going to lose her hand and her leg to cancer. I mean, she, I yeah. don't, I don't know if it's <laughs> if it's like super act, like super strong, radioactive, but like because that's a nuclear explosion at the end, right? It Pretty seemed much. like it. Yeah, like, it, with, it seemed with like a mushroom cloud. It's yeah. a small nuke. Yeah. yeah, it's um the one thing I will tell you is that uh in um in, in Predator Two they reference mm-hmm. that explosion. And oh, cool. The, and the official statement is that that explosion took um, took out an area the size the size of three hundred city blocks. Wow! Which and which honestly makes no sense that Arnold Schwarzenegger would live. That was exactly what I was going to say. He just <laughs> ran away from that through the jungle. But okay. <laughs> um, he just didn't have time to to get radioactive poisoning. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much all it was. Um, that that mud, the, the mud protected him. It was just the land. Yeah, it's always so, the mud. My two, my two. Uh, this gets to my two last. Mm-hmm. Saw things, and then what did you think of the alien design? Because I know you guys have seen Predator before in, in other media. You know what their faces look like. Now you've got an up-close view of their face. I mean... Um, yeah. It's hard to say anything like new because th- those are the two things I kind of knew about going into the movie. 
yeah. is the the heat vision and the uh, the the look of the alien. So like 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 we were saying in the show before, like the, the predator is in Fortnite. Like it's one of those characters yeah. that a lot of people can just recognize. Um and like it's become part of pop culture. Like when you have two franchises combined for a versus movie, um, like those two characters need to be iconic. And I think that's yeah. why Alien versus Predator worked is because everyone knew who the Predator was and who uh, the Xenomorph was. Um, so I I liked it. I I really enjoyed the uh, the practical effects of the alien without its mask especially mm-hmm. in its dying scene the way mm-hmm. he, the way he laughed and it came out almost as human i really yeah. enjoyed yeah there okay so about the the like heat vision stuff like obviously i knew about that before but i didn't realize how like nonsense his vision was like <laughs> every scene when they like showed like heat vision arnold sort of thing i'm like how is he telling anything apart here like it, it was bad. I mean, I get, I get it that that's just like part of it. And if he, I, I eventually, I was like, look, he, he grew up with it. He knows what it's like. But I was like, I can't see any detail in anything with this. It, this poor guy. And I was, <laughs> I would expect part of it that we don't get to see in the film is smell as well, because he is hunting them, and that's a big thing for a predator is to be able to smell its prey. Mm, that's fair. Yeah. And I guarantee, uh, Schwarzenegger, I guarantee all those guys smell being in the jungle like that. Oh, probably. Yeah. So. Uh, Yep. Go ahead. Get to no, the no, shower. No, no, <laughs> well, the one thing that I so to talk about his design, I knew his design obviously beforehand. Yeah. There was a detail about the design that I didn't know about until I watched this movie that I thought was very clever and I really liked. Because I know that like Predator kind of makes like clicking noises and that's just like what he does. I didn't know it was like upward facing tooth clicking on downward facing tooth. Like yeah. there was like a close up and you like saw the one little thing like wiggle and I was like, oh. Yeah, that's cool. Don't make him just click, like, make parts of him click. I don't know. It was a cool detail that I thought was really neat. Yeah. So, I lied. I have one more question, but this is kind oh, of no, a humorous no. one. Because I want... This is something that comes up in a later movie, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to tell you which one, but it's something I want you guys to start thinking about. Is it Alien okay. Covenant? No. <laughs> When it comes to the Predator and its name, the Predator, and mm-hmm. how you guys saw it doing its thing. Yeah. Does the name actually work? Like, is it a predator Ooh. as in, like, it's like it's preying on lesser? Or is it hunting for sport? And in that case, shouldn't it be called the hunter? I mean, it feels to me like that, like, old-timey, like, book. I think it was, like, a short story that keeps getting adapted into movies once every, like, millennium. Uh, yeah. the was it the, the greatest hunt or like the the most deadly prey or the most deadly hunt most or whatever game. that's it where like rich people just hunt humans because ah we've lost the will to live except for this is the only thing that gets our bloods boiling it felt like that like it feels like there's this planet of like rich aliens that are like we're bored let's go kill humans <laughs> i i think to i think i think to counter your question is so we we we're all from like the pe- from Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Deer yeah. hunting's a big thing. Would humans? Would a hunter in the woods be considered a predator to deer? Because I would say yes. It's a it's a it's a threat to. It's a threat to a group of beings 
that are become prey. So I would say yes, the predator name makes sense. Okay. Oh, like he becomes like the apex predator on yeah. the planet. Therefore, like it's the only thing or, that like or hunts in, us. in that neck of the woods, pun intended. Um, yeah. Like to them, he is a predator. Like they are at risk and in danger of uh, being clawed to death or what or being hit by a tree in the chest <laughs> um, um and to counter that like um there is a show coming to hulu that is a prequel to this called prey so i think that fits into this as well like i think he's the predator and we're the prey like that's that's the way this works okay, okay so predator works better for you than hunter yes Okay, Devin. I think we're talking about his strict actions. I'd say that he's more hunting than he is predatoring. Like okay. if I had to, if I do attach a verb to his actions in the movie, I would say that he's definitely hunting and not hunting's being a verb. A predator. Predator's a noun. Uh, to, to predate, he's predating. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I think they're no, the same thing. I think he's hunting them, but he's a predator. Like okay. Okay, a predator that is hunting them. Okay, yeah. Okay, I can get on board. Okay. With because, that. because okay. correct me if I'm wrong, English majors of the world, but hunting is a verb. Uh, predator is a noun, and right? hunter can be a noun. It can, can also be. Yeah. It can also be a name of, of a of a of a frat boy who uh, <laughs> has daddy paid for all his bills. Okay. Um, <laughs> so. So that was not at the moment, both of specifically. Yeah. So <laughs> anyone, both anyone. of you are in the camp that the name works. Yes. Yeah. You know, I think I am. Okay. When we eventually get to the movie that has that same question, when we do that one, I'm, I'm going to ask you if from everything you've seen, it still works for you. I'm, I'm going to take a huge, yeah. I'm going to take Go a guess and say that's a Shane Black question. Like it's in his movie. <sighs> Oh, it's it's Keegan Michael Key that delivers the line, isn't it? <laughs> I I can't even guess the actor. Can we just point. jump to that movie because it feels like Devin and I have already seen it? <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a little bit, but okay. but Good. we'll get there. By the time fall rolls around, uh-huh. we 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 uh we would have done it already. Okay. okay. Good. So so. It'll be soon, but I have another, I have this, and I have a special movie that I'm prepping you guys both for. So I'm technically prepping you for The Predator, and I'm prepping you for another movie I'm not going to mention until it's time. But, but, was it, every movie I pick from here on out is going to have to do with one of the two. Okay. I can't wait. Yeah. And it's R- going to be such a R- mix of movies. It's Ryan be has, uh, is out for revenge. Um, <laughs> okay. I think that does it on Predator. Uh, let's talk about next week. Uh, next week is a very special week here on You Have to Watch This Podcast because not only is it Devin's birthday, it is also my birthday next week. Our show happens to fall <laughs> on the day in between both of our birthdays. It does. So I am ha- it, it is my choice for the episode next week, so we're going to make Ryan watch MacGruber again. <laughs> no um so for next week we are going to watch a film that made both devin and i's top 
picks from 2021 that has to deal with birthdays and turning 30. Uh, <laughs> we're going to watch the Netflix film Tick, Tick, Boom, starring Andrew Garfield, directed by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Um, so if you haven't seen that yet, I highly recommend watching that on Netflix. Um, it's already won some awards for Andrew Garfield and been nominated yeah. a bunch. Uh, I was looking up to see when the Oscar nominations come out, not until February 8th, uh, mm. which is my mom's birthday, which is weird. Um, oh. But, yeah, so tune in for that next week on Tuesday, the 25th. Mm. Um, and before we wrap this up, Devin, I've been meaning to ask you. Um, you We made a bet. and uh, The spider we, bet. Where's my money, Brian? Where's my money? No, no, no. Uh, Look, I have the coolest plan for that. Okay. And it's so. I'll give you. I'll give you a little hint into this. It can't happen until the week of Valentine's Day. Is for that the a week, very is that the week, specific. Is that the week you're in town? Yes. Okay. But if things go the way that I'm planning, I won't be in town. So, yeah. So I have a very, very cool thing that I want to okay. do for this. And, and in, it's, in my mind, worth putting off until then for this reason. So uh, okay. I, yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. And I'm going, okay, to, good. I'm going to give you a deadline. Okay, um, good. You should. Ju- uh, I don't really have any details on times or anything. But our friends over at Victims and Villains will be doing a... Um, awareness of thon on yes. the weekend of the 18th through the 20th of February. Uh, and we will be part of that. And as part of our, our stream, we'll have Devin's spider bet video. Perfect. All right. Done. Cause <laughs> if you're going to be in town, I can help you with the editing. So oh, easy. Okay, cool. Um, so t- stay tuned for that. Tune in next week for our tick, tick boom episode. Uh, Cause we're kind of, kind of get into some award stuff here over the next few weeks. Whether it's um, full episodes or just part of we watch this, I'm going to try to watch more award-nominated films. Um, but yeah, so if you're watching us on Facebook, uh, go ahead and hit that like button on our page. Uh, you can also head over to our Twitch page and hit the follow button there. We're trying to reach affiliate status. We're almost there. We just need a yeah. few more followers. So please, if you haven't already, head over to our Twitch and follow us there. Um you can listen to You Have to Watch This podcast on all major podcasting platforms. Um, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Devin and I have something special planned for TikTok for next week's episode. Yeah, we do. So make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok to see that. Um, Ryan's going to get roped into that, too. He just doesn't know it yet. Um, but your part will be easy. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to worry about choreography. Uh, we do. Devin and I do. So, <laughs> um, I think that does it. Um, for you have to watch, for you have to watch this podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And get to the chopper. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a tumor. <laughs> <laughs>